you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from the ChrisVossShow.com. The Chris Voss Show. .com. Hey, we're coming with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to go to all the different places that uh, we have. Of course, the uh, YouTube.com, Fortune's Chris Voss, uh, Goodreads.com, Fortune's Chris Voss, you, uh, Facebook.com, The Chris Voss Show. And of course, you can see all nine podcasts on the CVPN. Dot com and uh check out the frank flaguzzi fbi interview that we did yesterday that was a fun interview to do with that gentleman uh and uh i made him laugh a couple times which is hard to do with really serious brilliant fbi people but uh we had some great fun on the show and talked about some really interesting serious topics uh so check out that show uh today we're gonna be talking about the clubhouse app you've probably heard about this app it's one of these uh apps that's just kind of hitting an incredible amount of scale and popularity but it's invite only so there's some exclusiveness to it it's very hard to get on you do have to have an iphone they i believe if if i heard rightly the other on sunday they're just a six or nine member team so they're still like at that small stage is like uh twitter was back in the early days but uh they are raging in popularity and success um so you can check it out uh clubhouse app you have to find someone basically to invite you in if they have an invite every now and then i get one um and uh, it's been pretty interesting. I've been on it for a week and a half and been learning about it and stuff. So I thought I'd welcome some different uh, uh, shakers and makers off the Clubhouse app. You saw us interview Mel, uh, Mel Cole the other day, the photographer. Actually, I met him on the Clubhouse app. And this episode is brought to you by IFI Audio and their new Neo IDSD. The Neo is the new wave of digital sound listening for your desktop music gaming, and bleeding-edge Bluetooth, even MQA audio file decoding. Uh, we're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion, and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DACs and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. And today I've invited Ed Nussbaum to come on the show. I noticed he was a uh, shaker and maker over there and uh, and uh, tell us a little bit more about Clubhouse and everything else. So welcome to the show, Ed. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming, and you're you're there on your sunny beach in Florida, or actually in Phoenix. You're Phoenix, right? Yes, my secret yeah. beachfront location in the middle of the desert. There you go. Well, if you're going to have a mirage in the desert, I mean, Phoenix is the place to go. That was really weird. I went for Florida and Phoenix. Like, there's no F in either in one of those. Anyway. <laughs> All good. So how long have you been on this uh, Clubhouse app? I was lucky enough to be uh, one of the first few hundred people on Clubhouse. Uh, was invited by uh, a, one of, a friend of one of the founders back in April. And 
March was when they did the first little beta, like kind of alpha test of just t- kind of testing technology. It was one room. Everyone was a speaker. And when that kind of worked out, they, were, they added the support for multiple rooms, a stage audience divide, and kind of the framework of what we now know is Clubhouse. And so they invited a, a, a bunch of other people on at that point. And I was one of the lucky few to be at the beginning of what could be the next major social network. I heard rumors there at like 500 or 600, but I'm not sure on that figure because that just, you know, it's a, it pings around, you know, the different, uh, different things. Do you know how big it is at all by chance or, uh, they're well past a million. Uh, my guess oh, is wow. probably about, you know, probably my guess is probably about a million and a half right now. Wow. So that figures really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been getting more invites, but I, you know, it's like one at a time and stuff. And, and I guess you gotta be careful who you invite. Cause if you invite some bad people, um, although, although it's uh there's some interesting things going on in that app sometimes, but, uh, it's a pretty brilliant app. How would you describe the clubhouse app? Like what is it and what's its appeal? Uh, it's one of those things that is often hard to describe until you experience it. But there's a lot of different analogies that get thrown around. And one of them is if you think of the ultimate conference, that conference that you're willing to hop on a plane, fly across country, take take the, you know, take the car to or take a shuttle to the, the hotel, check in. And then you have those three days or four days of just like really great speakers. But then the best part of a conference often is in the evenings where you're hanging out in the hallway or down the bar. And Clubhouse has all of that. Uh, and the ability to do that without having to hop on the plane or hop into a hotel and have that 24 seven people around the world. And not just your industry conference, but every industry conference going on at the same time. Plus like a combination of the ultimate college campus in the sense that there's so many opportunities to run into people on a regular basis, all in the same app, all in different settings, everything from shows to lectures, to just hangouts in the dorm or in the quad. And that ability to remove friction from everyday life and to have the opportunity to connect with people you probably wouldn't in everyday life. And to do that on an ongoing basis is kind of many times close to magic and just the how the serendipity of the app to find often it gets the right people in the right room at the right time for the right discussion on a, on a consistent basis that it is something that's very unique because it kind of removes all the friction from the physical world to allow all that to happen. And it's COVID free too, because it's virtual instead of uh, in person, like an event would be. Yeah, the timing of it was perfect uh, in that, yeah, a lot, especially uh, back in April, early days of the pandemic, there was a lot, obviously a lot of people who weren't quite sure what was going on, but all of a sudden you had this this portal to a whole different world. It felt kind of this magical matrix. You plug, you, you plug your AirPods into your ear and you're just kind of ported into this magical land of wonderful people, wonderful conversations and connections. You know, I, I had heard a lot of people bragging about it and I didn't have an iPhone and I'm, I'm not really an iPhone fan. In fact, uh, I hate iPhone. So um, I'm a real big Android fan. And so, uh, you know, people kept bugging me. They're like, Chris, you got to get on this. Because usually I'm early on everything. I'm early on Twitter. You know, I'm early on just about everything that comes out new to market. Uh, usually I get invited to them. Um, and I'm like, so how do I get on to this thing? And they go, you, well, you got to have an iPhone. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and uh 
So it just got worse and worse. Like people kept driving me up a freaking wall. Chris, you got to get on this thing. You got to get on this. You perfect for this thing. Blah, blah, blah. Your big mouth and all the shit you do. You're perfect for club. You got to get on this. And it just like people, you want to invite the clubhouse? I'm like, I don't have an iPhone. And after a couple weeks of that, I finally bummed an iPhone from uh, one of my good uh, VC friends and uh, said, okay, um, let's do this. I'll get on there. Got me an invite. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. And I think, uh, I think what, like what you said, I think you described it perfectly. Um, one person said to me, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, say, if you go to South by Southwest or CES, which I routinely used to do, <laughs> uh, pre COVID, um, and they have these event panels and you can go see them, sit in them. Sometimes there's interaction where you can ask questions of the speakers on the stage. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's just the speakers, but, uh, sometimes, you know, you go to a panel and you're like, ah, I don't like this panel or I don't like what they're talking about. And I'm going down the hall to the next one. You go on down the next one. You either like that or don't, or, and you can kind of, you can kind of shop around, but this makes it so you don't have to walk down the hall. You don't have to be exposed to COVID and you can end up, uh, finding something that maybe kind of fits maybe either the moment like sometimes there's like serious panels, like, oh, I'm going to go learn marketing. And there's other panels like, hey, we're just sitting around. Like I make a panel sometimes just like coffee with a Chris Vaughn show. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I think I was I was in the audience for one of those earlier today or yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, we've been screwing around with we, we made a parody panel called Zillionaires. And uh, uh, yes. yeah, and we had some fun with it. We're making some changes to it to to uh that i didn't like in the first day or two uh that kind of caught on with some of our mods um we're gonna make some changes to it tonight because i there were some things i didn't like but uh we're, we're formatting that and hopefully it will become a club but basically we saw so many of these different uh rooms that were like hey we're millionaires and find out how to learn from millionaires and we're billionaires and find out how to learn from billionaires and I've created a lot of companies. Uh, I, I created multimillionaire companies back when they were brick and mortar companies, when you had to have like 10 or 20 grand to open an office and you had to put phones in and all that shit. Um, and uh, so for me, a lot of those things, I can listen to them. I can figure out who doesn't know what they're talking about, who's really not a millionaire. <laughs> and, and so, so I, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to make a zillionaire room and we're just going to, we're going to make a parody of some of these rooms um, and all that good stuff. So, we, so we've been having some fun testing it. And I grabbed uh, a, a good friend of mine who's a comedian. And so we, we usually lay out a format, but uh, we're trying to get that room under control. But that's the beauty of it. It, it kind of turns into a life of its own where these people are doing their thing. Yeah, very well put. And that's part of the fun of Clubhouse where anyone can pop open a room at any time and have, have a fun room, a serious room, a hangout room or whatever they want. And so, and it's still early. Everyone's experimenting. And so kind of, as you said, as there's these serious rooms, you know, there's usually a parody room or another spillover room that talks about that other room and then a room talking about the room talking about the other room and it keeps going in ad infinitum. And it's fascinating how all our frictions are moved to be able to easily assemble people and have those discussions however you want them to have and however you yeah. want them to go. And you can just kind of hop around. You're like, um, you know, like some rooms, the title, you'll see the title. And, and then they have this uh, feature that's called clubs. And I think you run, uh, run or admin a few clubs. Um, and you can create this club. And so, like, one of the things we've applied for, of course, is the Chris Voss Show Club for the podcast. So we'll have, like, a club for that and, of course, have that. Do you want to explain the club feature to everyone? 
Well, it, the app being called Clubhouse, they call their groups clubs. And so it's a house full of clubs. And ultimately, what it really comes down to is clubs are just simply a way to easily assemble people in advance for future events and rooms. And rooms are where the discussions happen, and clubs make it easy to assemble them in the future. And clubs are used in a whole bunch of different ways. A primary way in the way I believe they were originally envisioned to be used is kind of a way to do an event series. So if you pop open like a weekly event, anyone interested, they can follow the club and get notifications. And then they've also, a lot of people use them as communities uh, so that people can kind of hang out in a private club room and, you know, hang out with, you know, the example I usually use, I'm not quite even sure where I started, but the, it was a Chicago firefighters club. You know, the members might be the firefighters from Chicago and they hang out in their private club room and talk to each other. But then anyone who wants to come to one of their public events to hear about what it's like to be a firefighter in Chicago can follow the club and be notified. So that's kind of the basics of clubs. But uh, it's, uh, as with everything Clubhouse, it's new and people are experimenting. So it's fun to see all the different uses, how people do it. It would be interesting to see how, like, you know, uh, uh, CES might use it or South by Southwest might use it as a, some sort of virtual um, add-on or, or uh or because I know a lot of people that that go to like South by Southwest, you know, there's always a competition for um, speaking events and and uh, speaking groups and stuff like that, panels. Um, and there's only so much space they have for it, especially in Austin, which is I wish they quit having in that town. Um, they need to move it to Vegas. Um, but but it'd be interesting to see how they could make that work. We're, we're going to be trying to use it for the podcasts. Uh, I've hosted several different coffee with Chris Voss podcasts in the morning, and I'll just kind of talk about whoever. Uh, the networking, I've loved on it. It's great for networking because people, you know, you meet all sorts of people. And just like my show here, I love meeting people. I love getting them on. I love talking about who they are and, and what their lives are about and their journey and their stories. Um, and so you can do that with Clubhouse and you just open up. And then the other thing I love is the real call to action. If you want to talk to me privately or get to know me privately or or uh, just message me, you you have to go through my Instagram or Twitter. Um, and, uh, I love that. So they usually end up following you on those platforms. In fact, uh, my Instagram has grown quite a bit since I got on there. Yes. Uh, Twitter and Instagram have got significantly better as the back channel to clubhouse. Uh, and the people you meet on clubhouse spills over those other social networks. And this, yeah, it's definitely is a unique experience. And in terms of conferences, I think Clubhouse and or something like Clubhouse is possibly the future of conferences, especially in this modern world of pandemics and such. But it has a lot of subtle things that I think people miss. But uh, during the pandemic, I think people have realized that the video is awesome at some things and sucks at everything else. Zoom fatigue is very real. And it turns out voice is that happy medium where you get human emotion, connection, uh, resonance. But without having to worry about how you look on camera, without having mm-hmm. to drive or fly to somewhere. And the, the, the genuine conversation connection that voice enables and the way the Clubhouse app is structured is something very different you, where you can follow someone on Twitter for a year and only get a bare sense of them because some people are very good at having these pithy little, you know, 140 characters or composing the perfect image on Instagram. But you really get to know someone when you're talking to them. And Clubhouse makes that possible in a way that really doesn't exist anywhere else that I'm aware of. Yeah, I've never, I like, a lot of times my close friends and I will use Messenger. It's a real pain in the ass to group people in Messenger. It's like almost like you almost need to go to college to do it. 
Um, you know, it's a myriad of buttons and combinations and formulas to get a group chat going. And even then, you know, you only get like, uh, I think, what is it, a minute to do a voice thing? You can do a call. But, uh, you know, one person said to me, the, the reason a lot of people like it is because of that feature where it's it's not Zoom. So uh, if I'm sitting around in my in my pajamas, laying in bed sometimes i'll i'll lay in bed and go to sleep listening to some clubhouse things um some of our big clubhouses we've the last two nights we've fallen asleep to them because they went till 5 a.m in the morning um and uh you know so you don't have to do your hair especially if you're a woman and your makeup you can sit there and just listen and and like you said you don't have the visualness of zoom and uh, sometimes I just work. I'll, I'll work through the day on the multiple computers in front of me, uh, and I'll just let it play. And uh, it works really good. Um, God, I think uh, Sunday night we we did our first Zoom. Or I I I I'd been kicking around this idea for this Zillionaire Club and just doing a parody of what they were doing. And there, there's some complaints with different people about the mansplaining that was going on, the talking over women, putting them off, off the stage. And, and so we decided to do a parody of that. And, uh, and we had fun with it and people are just killing with it. And we suddenly I looked down and there's 300 freaking people in the room and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it ran till five in the morning. I fell asleep with it on and uh, then we did one, I think last night we got about 100 people in the room and we tried to do like a different premise, like a different joke sort of premise where we were going to do anti-motivational stuff and it just wouldn't catch on. So we pulled the zillionaire back out and we had all these fans for the night before and they just went crazy for it again. And uh, there's a few things I want to tweak. I, I want We're getting rid of the mansplaining today. Um, it was a funny joke at the time, but I, I just don't want it to continue. It's really, I, don't, I just don't like it. But um, it's really amazing just, just how it can just go so hot and so fast so quickly. And you're just like, wow. It's like you can look down. All of a sudden there's like hundreds of people in your room, if not thousands, depending upon the size of your room. Yeah, but it comes back to what you said earlier about the conferences where to actually – physically get up from the room you're in, walk down the hallway, try to find something better versus tap to a different room. And so the rooms that are good can quickly grow in size because it's so easy to to discover the the, kind of the trending rooms. And uh, it's that unique ability of having that open public room where anyone can wander in and out. And when you enter the room, you're in the audience, you can listen in. And a lot of people also describe it as interactive podcasts because people up on stage are the ones speaking. You can raise your hand and oftentimes hop up in a way that you can't do in everyday life or at a conference. So yeah, there's a whole host of things where I think going back to the, the earlier theme of conferences, I think this is kind of the future of conferences. It makes it so much easier and it makes it so much easier to people flow in and out of the rooms, be it the, the serious rooms or the fun rooms or the spill rooms, the hallway, all that in one app and all that just one tap away makes it wonderful. Yeah, and you can just you just create whatever. Uh, I sent on a few different event panels with some comedian dudes, and you know, like a lot of those guys, they can't really work much right now because of COVID. And so for me, it's just kind of comedic gold, where you can sit there and have fun. In fact, I think last night when we started the room out, we were just we were just uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We we're just playing it straight, but you know, being funny, but we were playing serious, and people were like what the hell are they talking about? And we're like, yeah, yeah. And we're just talking about low motivation and how not to be motivated. We're like the anti-motivation group of zillionaires. 
and uh, and we just turned it into a bit and it just developed and it was like it's it's almost like it turned into this thing where it's really weird if you're a stand-up comedian you get up and you do a bit and a routine right and so we start the room out doing a bit and and some routines and some little things that we we kind of did a skeleton framework of and then the room just takes it and just goes with it. And then eventually we just don't even do anything. It's like, it's like being a stand-up comedian. And then the audience just goes off on their own, the little material you fed them. And they just sit around joking about <laughs> between themselves. And you're just like, well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was like the first uh, stand-up comedy show in Clubhouse a few days ago. So a bunch of comedians got together and uh, it was really, uh, really well-attended room, a lot of fun. And as you said, there's a lot of people impacted by the pandemic that can't necessarily be in front of a big audience, but now they can again, which is wonderful. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people, and I think it's like you said, it comes at a perfect time. Uh, People need physical interaction. I'm missing my friends. I'm missing going to coffee in real life with my friends. I'm missing dinner, lunch, hanging out with my friends. Um, You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a single guy who can't afford a wife and kids. Um, You know, I need a few million dollars to, to, yeah, finance my first divorce. So I'm um, still waiting to accumulate that. Then I'll probably settle down and get married, divorce a couple of years later, and then, you know, do that three or four more times. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, the beautiful thing is I can go on there. I can hang out. I can do my networking. I can talk about the show, the podcast. There's some plans we have for our club where we're going to um, maybe have like an after show. We've been trying to figure out a broadcast into the app, which has been working well. Uh, we can't seem to get a mic to work well with it. Um, but evidently, there's some different ways to do that. We just haven't figured out what it, what they are. But there's lots of different options, uh, lots of different options to talk about stuff, uh, pre-planning. I like the scheduling that's on there. Um, anything else we haven't uh, talked about with the benefits of uh, the Clubhouse app? Well, just kind of touch upon a few of the points you just you mentioned that uh, – one of the early users of Clubhouse, who I think was one of the first people did a, a pretty extensive blog post on Clubhouse, one of the lines he said in that always kind of resonated with me, like, even during a pandemic, it's hard to always cold call your friends. <laughs> uh, but if you open the Clubhouse app, you know, the people you already know, if they're available, they're there. And it's, it's, it changes the whole dynamic of connecting up with people you know. And I've got to know the people I already knew before Clubhouse way better because I'm in rooms with people that I don't know those other people. They don't know my friends. And all of a sudden, we're having conversations that I, oh, wow, I never knew that about, you know, my friend who I've known for 10 years. And the converse, the opportunity to connect with people from every, different industries, walk of life. And that's also wonderful. And then the one other quick thought on what you said earlier, too, because it is voice, uh, that there's a lot of people who can be present there a lot more than they otherwise would be because almost everyone's doing clubhouse and something else. And you kind of alluded, sometimes you're working and some, you, you know, people use, you know, clubhouse room as a background coffee shop chatter as they're working. And because of that, the serendipity is off the charts because a lot of really busy people who wouldn't have time to look at a screen for other social media to read stuff can just listen in and then they have the opportunity to join in. And that creates a whole new level of serendipity connection doesn't really exist elsewhere even you know, even in the world world, because it's you know very seldom will you happen to be in the coffee shop with all these amazing people who happen to be listening in on the background, and then oh, something the topic changes, they they raise their hand, jump on stage and join the conversation. I love it too because I'm a face guy. Like a lot of people say, like, "Hey, are you friends with Joe Bob?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. What does Joe Bob look like? What's his avatar look like? Like I'm a face guy. 
Um, I'm real visual that way, but I'm really bad with names. And so, and so, uh, you know, I, I get that like all the time. People are like, Hey, you know, someone, especially on LinkedIn, can you introduce me to someone? So I'm like, uh, do I know him? They're like, yeah, you're friends with him. I'm like, what's his face look like? Um, so uh, when I see, I, I pick up patterns and count things. I have a weird ADHD thing where I do that. And so I saw your, I had seen your avatar a lot. And uh, so when I see different patterns or people that are popular in there, and I, I constantly see them as movers and shakers, I can saddle up to them and be like, who's this person? This person seems like they got a lot to talk about. You know, I've always had a big mouth, so I'm usually one of those movers and shakers. Uh, and it's quite fun. I got to tell you that I probably should do a plug because people will be Googling this on Clubhouse. But one of the things I've really been loving is we reviewed the Pioneer Rays. It's a little uh, speakerphone. It's designed for conferencing and stuff. It's got microphones in the in the thing, and it got a charger plug on it. So this has been sitting around my office for a long time since we reviewed it. And uh, I think we met with. Uh, can I talk about this on the NDA? Yeah, I think I can. We met with the CEO years ago uh, to help launch this in Vegas at CS. Um, and uh, with the uh, with the Pioneer. I, I can just set the iPhone on my desk, plug this in, and I can listen to everything that's going on on Clubhouse, and I can talk through it, but I don't have to have a mic. I don't have to hold it up to my earphones. I don't have to be wearing earphones or anything like that. It's awesome. So if you haven't got a chance to check it out, Pioneer Rays. And it's a, it's a really well-built speaker and microphone. It's like crazy. Like I can sit on my desk like far away from me, and it'll still pick up my voice. But it doesn't pick up the surrounding noise and shit. So if you're on Clubhouse, check out the Pioneer Rays if you don't want to sit there with headphones on all day, which I don't. So I'll lay on the bed and have it sitting right there by the pillow and I can talk and listen and, and I don't have to I don't have to have it close to my mouth or you know, sometimes the speakerphone on these shitty iPhones uh aren't all that great. So uh there's that. <laughs> can you tell I hate iPhones, Ed? Uh, I'm picking it up, but at the same time, uh, I think this is one of the best promotions for an iPhone ever in the history of iPhones. The, the Clubhouse app is actually good enough that I do know a lot of people who are buying iPhones or iPads just be able to use that one app, which is kind of extraordinary. I was I was gonna go buy like I was gonna go down to a pawn shop or try and find one for a hundred bucks. The thing is, I I do have an iPad and I kind of like the iPad. Um, I've got a Samsung Galaxy uh, tablet here that I love more, but I've always kind of liked the iPad. Um, and but the problem was I had like an old iPad Air and they cut it off after uh, iOS thirteen. They wouldn't give it iOS thirteen. You have to have iOS thirteen. <laughs> Just do clubhouse so fortunately i bought an iphone from a good friend and and away we went but no i love it man it's really addicting too there's people on here that have been that are sometimes up for two or three days have you been hearing that you know they're the, the, the people that have been i haven't slept i've just been really addicted to clubhouse yeah it's a a high quality addiction and that usually it's because there's an opportunity to connect and have those conversations with people you don't order normally and it seems it starts it's I've been on it now for a little over nine months and it starts seeing normal. Of course, you're in a room with someone from New Zealand and Dubai and London and, you know, and it just seems so normal to have that type of ability to have those conversations. And it's a good reminder, like, yeah, maybe this is not so normal, but it's pretty wonderful. Yeah. And and the thing I love about it, too, is like I'm, I've been reading the book Cast 
uh, just recently, and they talk in the book about the Indian caste system compared to Nazi Germany and eugenics and, and how they learned that from us here in America and our problems with racism. But I never heard of the Indian caste system and how it worked before. And suddenly I... I was having the coffee with Chris Foss show and I had a bunch of Indian guys come in. I, maybe it's because I was doing about 4 a.m. in the morning and I picked up, you know, them on their side of the world. So uh, this one guy was real talkative, really friendly guy. And uh, he started talking about India and we started talking about politics and what's going on in the world, which is kind of interesting lately. Um, and I asked him, I said, you know, I read this book cast and, uh, is this really, you know, that you guys have a caste system in India and how does this work and how do you feel about it? One of the political uh, economic Im- implications. And he, he, man, he educated me on all this really cool stuff about this book I was reading. And it was just the serendipity of that. Uh, one of my friends, Robert Scoble, uh, you know, we've always talked for years and years and years about situations where the serendipity of small groups and and conversations and meetings and and things where you just never know what's going to come there but if you open yourself up to the serendipity and the options and the potential for those things to happen they can happen and so uh and so just having that on this app i mean sometimes i can go in i can hear some panels where you know you're not you're like i don't know if I'm going to learn anything from this guy. And the next guy comes up and boom, you learn some really cool stuff. And then some panels you go into that are just pure gold where all the panelists are really smart and brilliant. And you can pick up different tips and tricks, whether it's for marketing business, there's a lot of business help, marketing help that's on there. But then there's, then there's like people doing meditation. Like I went in one room and they're, they're doing like, "Mm," or something, you know, they're doing like meditation stuff. You're like, wow. Okay. So if you're in a meditation or, I don't know, yoga or something, you can just listen to the room and you don't have to get COVID. So it works really great. I mean, just you, you think about the perfect timing of this app with, uh, with COVID. I mean, just it plays into it perfectly. Yeah. And I think that was what kind of helped people spend a little more time than usual there. But I think it's something that will sustain even after COVID, just because of the value of having the opportunity to discover new people, new things, new conversations, new concepts. And not everyone likes that, but that's okay too, because it's also a great opportunity, kind of what we were talking about earlier about it's hard to call, call friends even during a pandemic. But if you see them on Clubhouse, you know they're up for talking, and that's pretty wonderful too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go, guys. That's kind of some of the uh, fun and features of the Clubhouse app. If you've got an iPhone, uh, I think you, you have to go to a special place to apply for it. And you run the Clubhouse you you love uh, you have an information site, don't you? You want to plug that for Clubhouse? Um, yeah, sure. There's lots of good resources, but a few quick thoughts. Yes, it is growing by invites, but anyone can go download the app, create an account, reserve their username, and then anyone already on Clubhouse can go ahead and uh, might get a notification ping saying, hey, your friend's on the wait list. We'd like to wave them in. And that does not require an invite. So just the encouragement to not necessarily wait around for an invite, but go ahead and download the app and you might be able to get waved in off the wait list. I've waved uh, in a few different people, yeah. Yeah, and so so it has. it's interesting because it was uh, Paul, who's one of the co-founders, always said it was never meant to be an exclusive app. 
the invites were simply to kind of control the growth to make sure they were ready for more people. And it's growing so rapidly that, you know, they're, they're, you know, I, I just kind of pick, I have that humorous picture in the back end, running around, putting out fires, adding more server capacity and doing all those things to really help make sure the growth is supported. And the other benefits of invites or waving it off the waitlist, then by definition, any new person knows at least one person on Clubhouse. Yeah. And so that makes it a much more enjoyable experience to, and to have that welcome, you know, your friends, you know, as you hop on, like, hey, welcome, and kind of show you around. So just kind of throw that out so that to encourage your, your, your listeners not to wait. Just go and download the app, and they might be able to get in a lot quicker than they might otherwise have anticipated. Now, I think you had a link to, is it clubhouseguide.com? Is that your oh. website or someone yeah, else's? Yeah, that was a website that I helped out on. Uh, early on, there was so many questions about Clubhouse. They're trying to have a good resource to point people to instead of having to answer everyone on once. Go to clubhouseguide.com. And uh, it has a lot of great community resources there. And the inspiration behind that was Andrea Hernandez and Erica Batista, they stepped up in a big way. They put together the first like onboarding guide and they were, it was kind of, they were passing the link around by DMS and it's like, well, well, why don't we just put it on a site somewhere? And then other people stepped up to do a lot of great, great materials there. Ivy uh, and pillar did a great, uh, great uh, description of how to get audio and music into Clubhouse. So yeah. all of that's there, just a collection of links to resources, including links to all official Clubhouse uh, material as well. So just kind of a one-stop, one-stop shop for community-generated resources and official ones as well. Yeah, and you can apply for a club there as well uh, if you want to take and do that. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I listened to the uh, conversation from the uh, – I'm not sure who the what their titles were, but some of the people from Clubhouse that they do, I think, every Sunday – I really like they're doing that. I was there in the early stages of Twitter. Uh, you know, and my friends, uh, you know, actually sat down with Biz back in the day, uh, and Biz and, and Jack and, and uh, uh, Ev. And, uh, you know, back when you could just sit around with them and there's like, you know, five, ten guys, you know, doing something that was much bigger than one. Um, but one of the problems with Twitter was it just was a clown car that crashed into success. Like it still is a shit show clown car. Like I'm still calling for Jack to be, to resign. Um, and, and, but, but, and for a while there in early Twitter, I, I was one of the first people who really got it and was doing well. And there was like a group of us actually kind of running customer service for them, answering those questions, kind of like you, you guys are doing, um, and helping people, you know, with all their problems and issues of Twitter. And, and it was really a nightmare, but they didn't have any interaction with people. It was really a shit show. In fact, I, I was, I ended up talking a lot with, uh, uh, Fred Wilson behind the scenes and trying to get them to make some changes uh, in, in their board meetings. Um, but uh, this is really cool. I like how they, they come out and they do like an every Sunday thing and they let people know what's going on. They communicate with people that answer questions to me that just makes for a more transparent uh, parent community and, and just more interactive. Yes, indeed. And uh, for the context there, the app is being updated about once a week. So every Sunday at noon Eastern, the founders do a town hall to kind of update everyone what changed the prior week, what's upcoming. And then that has gone through a lot of evolutions. Back in April, May, and even in June, Paul and Rohan both, who were the founders, were on the app a lot. And it was really awesome to kind of get a better understanding of their product vision, the direction, their thoughts behind it, their experience. 
And then for some odd reason, once they raised their huge venture round and started furiously building, they weren't on the app as much. So I and others were encouraging them to maybe, hey, you know, step up and at least find a way so people can learn who you are, what you're doing, so we can all kind of pull in the same direction and maybe point out obstacles along the way. And to the credit, they've been doing that consistently. And the format has changed. Before Early on, Town Hall was just, you know, people raise their hand, hop up on stage. But now the rooms are a few thousand people. That gets a little bit harder. So, you know, they keep on iterating the format. And then the other big, big win that it's, it's awesome because uh, Paul, who's one of the co-founders, I think he, he says this every Wednesday night, every Wednesday at 9 PM Eastern is a new member onboarding room. And the joy in Paul's voice as he, and that's still an opportunity for new members to hop up on stage and to say hi to Paul, ask questions and his, his genuine enthusiasm and, and passion of talking to new users and learning from their experience and helping them understand it is off the charts. And that, that, I think is one of the really huge things that differentiates Clubhouse because the opportunity to talk to your own users as they're using your own their, your product, and that 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 feedback cycle, and the Clubhouse team, I think they created something fundamentally new and different and unique and valuable in the world. But they've been very open to user feedback. Users will always surprise you how they want to use the product differently from how you use it, and they've been awesome. They keep on adjusting on the fly, and uh, so it that being part. Uh, of that and seeing that the evolution product community and how responsible users have been both sticking with the product vision, being open to user feedback. It seems like something really magical is happening there. Yeah. I really like it. I really like the tone that they set and, and, and stuff. Uh, you know, the, one of the biggest problems with Twitter is it really was a clown car like Ev and them. They had no idea what they were. They had kind of a concept, but the users, the the devs, the users, people like me were showing them what to do and they were highly resistant to them. Like retweets. They hated retweets. They're like, this is stupid. We don't want to do it. And finally they buckled the community and that happens so many times. It just, seriously the best definition is a clown car that crashed into success and if it wasn't for developers and users twitter would never be what it is today because we pretty much drag them into what it was so i love the community over there and the and the the people that i've listened to so far with their interaction they're listening and they're caring and they're giving a damn um to to make it what they were and of course one of the big problems with twitter it's pretty well known these days i knew it back in the day when it was before it became public and books and and stuff was the infighting because there was so much infighting with those three idiots um but hey they're billionaires so what can i say uh <laughs> well, well the good news with clubhouse my understanding is that the two co-founders have known each other for a long time they both have deep experience in social and in, in social networking tools and so they are, they consistently make the right decision time and time again. And they seem to be very much in sync and very much, you know, what is the next thing we need to add to continue to make this better for everyone? And they've been consistently doing it now for close to 10 months. Yeah. Because I, I think this is a good timing too. Twitter, Twitter for the most part, I predicted is really going to falter once with, if, if, you know, the, they keep certain people off that website because really it was almost kind of a dead man walking before uh, five years ago. And uh, and I still, I still think it will be good for news, but I think there's a lot of opportunities. In fact, I've been searching for journalists and newsmakers on Clubhouse because that's usually who I have on the show, book authors, things of that nature, um, and everything else. So it'll be cool to see where it goes. Anything before we go out uh, that we want to plug for uh, Clubhouse and all? Well, just a quick thought on kind of what you talk about, like hashtags and retweets. It's interesting to see how community members are using the tools that Clubhouse provides to help build the community. And so like when 
rooms didn't have titles initially. As soon as they added titles, people started doing welcome rooms and whole welcome culture developed. When they added clubs, uh, I helped start a club called Community Club, which was there to help support the people who were welcoming people. So now we have like 25 admins just kind of doing welcome rooms around the clock. And so the, watching the community self-organize using the tools provided has been wonderful. Beyond that, just encourage everyone to uh, check out clubhouseguide.com to learn a little bit more about Clubhouse, uh, to download the app and uh, join join the fun. There you go, guys. Check it out, Clubhouse. And, and like it said, go ahead and download the app. Uh, reserve your name. That's important. That's one of the biggest things I do is I'm, I'm trying to reserve Chris Voss everywhere. Um, and fortunately I have it everywhere so far. Um, but, uh, reserve your name and then hopefully one of your friends will reach out. I, anytime I see the, the, the app's pretty suggestive, it'll come up and be like, Hey, this person signed up. That's a friend of yours, a friend of friend. Uh, do you want to let them in? So I'll let them in. Uh, every now and then I get an invite or two. Uh, it's been pretty crazy. I have like, they recently shut down. Uh, there was a bunch of follow groups that we're starting follow for follows and i love how they shut that down that got really out of hand with twitter early on um there's still facebook groups but i guess they can't shut that down but even then the facebook groups the the quality of people uh you want and the beautiful part is you can easily go in and you can see so much i love how expansive they made the bio like you can put a lot of stuff in there so you can really read about people without having to go to different, different sites and you can actually determine do i want to follow this person and do i want to do the stuff so there you go uh, anyway, Ed, thank you very much for coming on the show and spending some time with us. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. And it's always fun to talk about Clubhouse because it's definitely something that is emerging quickly and has the potential of being the next, next major social network, but one that feels social in the right ways. And that's yeah. kind of, that's intriguing that it's uh, finally getting to the spot where voice, which was how humans always communicate, is now becoming something that is now uh, an app and that works really well. Yeah. And I don't have to. I don't have to wear a, a clean shirt, and I don't have to wear a hat to hide my COVID hair. I haven't had a haircut from a hairdresser in like a year now, so I'm just starting to get weird. Um, but you have to have a hat these days, you know, cover the COVID hair. Um, but yeah, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to worry about. You know, uh, you can just be walking around the house eating some chips and and stuff and doing stuff. Sometimes I cook with it on. I'll like just have it playing in the background. Like normally I'd play the news, but now I'm actually learning something uh, and all that good stuff. So anyway, my honest, check it out. Uh, Clubhouseguide.com is a great way to learn if you get on it or learn about it. If you want to learn more, kind of teaches the intricacies. Uh, I love how when you first get on your first week, they put a little uh, party thing on your icon. So everyone knows you're new if you're fumbling around or, or maybe, you know, not really getting it or understanding it people are like more willing to help you like you say in the community uh to see the video uh of our interviews go to youtube.com forward slash chris voss go to goodreads.com forward slash chris voss go to facebook.com the chris voss show.com see online podcast at the cvpn.com uh thanks to ed for being here thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time